0: The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Friends in Recovery podcast, the podcast that is here to help you, a loved one or a friend, get started down the road to recovery. This is the Friends in Recovery podcast, brought to you by the Genesis House. Genesis House, providing a safe, nurturing environment to heal from addiction since 1992, Please, be a friend and share our message with a friend on Podbean, iTunes, iHeartRadio, or YouTube. And now, here are your Friends in Recovery.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to friendsinrecoverypodcast.com. We're podcasting live from Studio 21 Podcast Cafe in the lovely city of Salem, New Hampshire, with a producer extraordinaire Ed Sullivan. What's up, Ed? How are you? I'm Mike Miles, also known as the Father. And I'm Ed Chancho, known to Mike as Jersey Ed. Jersey Ed, <laughs> or a Dirty Jersey, whatever. <laughs> that's right.
2: That's right. <laughs> and um,
1: we have a guest today. We're going to get to her in a moment, but do you have some business here for
2: us, Ed? I do have some business, Mike. Um, I want to uh, thank Genesis House, as you heard on the uh, the intro of the show. Um, without them, we couldn't do it. Um, if you need to get a hold of Genesis House, uh, 800-737-0933, um, or the website is genesishouse.net. Um, you can get a hold of everybody, all the good folks down there. And Mike, I know um, people like to get a hold of you at 3 a.m., so yes. why don't you give that number out where they can ring you up at.
1: And they can ring me up at 978 uh, seven 978- seven, four, six, one, seven, one, seven. And, uh, I have that phone with me, 24 um, nine, seven, eight, seven, four, six, one, seven, one, seven. Also, um, uh, you can email me at help at friends and recovery podcast.
2: Um, we're looking for, um, speakers all the time, just like our speaker that we're gonna have on next. Correct. Um, and also we have our alumni series going, which we recorded a few of those now. And, uh, soon to come and we're looking for more alumni out there so alumni uh, you know give get a, get a hold of us at help at friends com, or you can email Skyler n that's S-K-Y-L-E-R-N at genesishouse.net or Melissa H at genesishouse.net and t- you know just making a point with them and we'll get you on the show either you can come here to the studio if you're in the area or we can Beamian via, via satellite, right, Ed? Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> I keep
0: telling you it's not satellite. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I'm trying here. So Also, um, don't forget we're Facebook Live now, which is doing well. Uh, Ed's doing fantastic. YouTube, um, and you can get us on, on all the podcatchers. Um, and also, make sure you subscribe. It's really important because um, anytime uh, you subscribe to any of the podcatchers, um, it'll come up and remind you that our our ugly mugs are on your, uh, your YouTube or your – Spotify, and we're we're there waiting for you. That's so. right. That's um, right.
1: Back to you, Mike. In well, the, in the newsroom. We <laughs> <laughs> so we're in the business of helping people get clean and sober. Uh, try to lean them in the right direction. Hopefully, uh, provide some very good, um, constructive information. And uh, we've had a couple of good guests the last couple of shows, and it seems like we have another one here, Ed. We Absolutely. have a uh, we have a Virginia Mills, but. She wants to be called Ginny, which one of my close friends is a Virginia, and we call her Ginny, and I like that. And um, so it's Ginny Mills of Full Life Counseling, and um, Winston Salem, North Carolina. Ginny uh, joined the field twenty-five years ago, and now owns and operates Full Life Counseling in Winston Salem, and co-owns Parenting Through Addiction, which I'm so eager to listen to yeah, because me too. Boy, most of my clients come with their parents. And, yeah. Uh, Parentingthroughaddiction.com. <laughs> She's a double deacon graduate of Wake Forest University. That says a lot. She's probably smarter than both of us. And, uh, and her past experience includes directing a residential treatment program, leading as the chief clinical officer for a partnership for a drug-free North Carolina and serving on the North Carolina Substance Abuse Professional uh, Practice Board. She has a strong understanding of complexities of addiction. A strong understanding of the complexities of addiction and recovery and is privileged to join with individuals and families on a journey of recovery, which is a usually a rocky, rough journey. And God bless anyone that's traveling that, that road, but um, God bless the people that help them, too, yeah. because we're and all part of that. And absolutely. she loves to scuba dive with her husband and travel and ski with her adult daughter, one of whom is in recovery and we all also have family members in our re- Absolutely. our lives that are we all, recovery. Have something all together well that was quite a bio thanks for joining us and we'll see you later <laughs> that was a great show guys <laughs> hi jenny how are you today
3: i'm great fellas i appreciate you having
1: me thanks for joining us and um I'm, i was ca- i was kind of afraid you might have a southern accent but i guess you don't huh? <laughs> so tell us about what are you doing today what's going on
3: So, you know, earlier today, I had an opportunity to do a demo for uh, The Refuge down outside of Ocala, Florida, about our ParentingThroughAddiction.com resources for families that we want to help them plug into. Um, I will be... A parent group tonight i'll do a family group and, and iop after that and i'll see individual clients uh this afternoon and i get ready to intervene on saturday uh on saturday in boston so wow. i am i am all over the map well, you
2: sure are. busy huh
3: <laughs> I, I, I am wow meth- met with parents mostly from uh, the Southeast last night in our endurance meeting for families that uh, are members of Parenting Through Addiction. They range from um, Texas to Pennsylvania, Um, only have one West Coast family right now, but we have a community that exists online through parentingthroughaddiction.com as well. And so it really is a matter of trying to figure out how do we... How do we make available to parents everywhere the opportunity to be a part of the solution for their son or daughter's recovery, not a part of the problem?
2: Absolutely, and and you know what, Mike and I ran into that problem with with two of our, one one of each of our kids, and. we, you know we had to kind of check each other and say let's step away from it the par- parents are a big problem of recovery sometimes and as, as we as you know that and I can see you shaking your head um but uh I, I was I'm just dealing with two families today and I was like I can't wait to get on this show because both families had to say back off you're done you're you can't do this anymore let the professionals take over and both of them I gotta you know I got an interventionist involved and we'll see what happens i mean you know it's not over yet and it's it's very hard for the family member to kind of let the reins go i'm sure you've seen that plenty of times is is that something you see or no
3: oh absolutely and and you know one of the things that i think is really important and 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 this is not to disparage uh, the family programs that are available in 12-step recovery like Al-Anon and Nar-Anon, But when a family member walks in those environments and the message is, you can't talk about your qualifier, that you aren't here to talk about your son or daughter. You're here to talk about yourself. You're here to work on your own recovery. Let me tell you something, guys. Parents, and you know this from your own experience as parents, as do I, we are hardwired to love, provide, protect, nurture, and rescue our young like every other mammal. Yep. And, and when somebody says you need to, you know, let them fall, that is so counterintuitive to our, our. It, it, it's in ourselves as parents that right. we are supposed to take care of our young. And so, Part of what I do with parenting through addiction is help them figure out how to reframe that, how it could be providing an opportunity for a son or daughter to be in a safe, reasonably drug-free place by letting them stay in jail, mm-hmm. um, that, that, that that may be a form of rescue.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's funny you say that, Jenny. I have, I have my own clinical practice. I'm a clinical social worker, a licensed alcohol drug counselor. I've been doing this for about 20 years. I'm also a retired police officer for 35 years, so I've been a busy guy. But what I've found with a lot of my success with clients, with the drug addiction, especially with the fentanyl uh, heroin epidemic we have going on in this country, what I find is I have more success with clients that are on probation, that have to adhere to urine testing, that have to adhere to probation requirements. And as a result of them knowing that if they screw up the urine test, or not showing up for probation, or not paying that, that community service back, or not paying a fine, that they're going to have some consequences, which are going to take away their freedom. So that success comes along, um, not as much as I'd like, but that's where I get a lot of success from as a result of um, the courts and the, and the, and the um, criminal justice system.
3: But if a parent rescues that son or daughter from from every legal encounter, then that extra layer yep. of accountability and safety net that that really provides leverage for them to stay in recovery isn't present.
1: Yeah, right out the window. You're I, so I, right. I
2: agree with that because I just was dealing with a parent. They I said, Well, you know, let him go to jail. Well, she's been in jail or he's been in jail. Uh, okay, so how long did he Well I went and bailed him out. No, you don't go bail him out, you know, because they know the addict knows and, and and Mike, this is no surprise, but you know, it's not I'm breaking his hand anyway. In We're both in recovery. We 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 put it out there all the time. And we know if if, if we can latch on to that person and we can suck the the life out of that person, and, you know, and, and get what we need. I shouldn't say we. I should say our disease does that. And right. um, you know, we don't care who we hurt. I always, always, always share when I share my story in the rooms. I always say that um, my disease was always first. I didn't care about my family. I think it was my best friend. I was. It, it, it didn't matter if I hurt my family, if I took money away from. Of course, as a human being, I didn't want want to do it, but I had to do it as a disease. As the disease took over my body, I had to do it. I had to take all that money. I had to take my time, my father, my my fatherhood away from my children, and me being a loving husband away from my my wife at the time. And uh, we don't care. We don't care at all, you know. And um, you know. I had a wife that fed into it, but um, from your perspective, what's what's the best thing? Because um, I always get, um, I always tell the parents, let them get, don't let them in the house. Well, if they're going to die out there. Um, what what do you say to that? Like they're going to die out there. I, I just want to hear it from 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 a, a, per, a professional.
3: <laughs> so, so first of all, it is very very rare that a son or daughter has reached the point where they have alienated every single person in their world. They may have alienated all the healthy people in their world, but they have the capacity to be able to couch surf for months. Mm -hmm. They, They will not be homeless. They will not be under a bridge. They will not be sleeping on a park bench. In most cases, it's much more likely that they are couch surfing from one friend's house to another. And for them to recognize that that they are not, they're, they're not assigning their child a, um, a, a, a cot under a bridge by saying you can't be back in my house. The, the whole point about you can't be back in my house is really twofold. One is me giving you the impression that, you, that this is a healthy thing for you to keep doing, that's gotta stop. Second thing that's gotta stop is the way in which your dis-ease is making me sick as a parent. And so the comparison that I use a lot is it's a little bit like allowing someone who doesn't want to be treated for tuberculosis to live in your household. Somebody doesn't want to be treated for cancer lives in your household. You're not going to catch their cancer. Mm -hmm. But if somebody doesn't want to be treated for tuberculosis and coughs all over the place, they're going to make everybody sick in that household. And so it may be that I need to say, I love you and I know this is really hard. Your sickness is making me sick and I've got to protect my sanctuary. And so I cannot allow you to live in our home, but that doesn't mean that I am abandoning you or that I don't love you or I'm kicking you to the curb. What it means is I've got to set some clear boundaries and we got to find another way for me to show you my love without creating a context that allows me to help you stay sick or allows you to make me sicker.
2: Such a good, good Absolutely. point. We're, uh, we're going to continue that um, on on the way back on the on the other side of the break. Um, you know, we're going to do a follow up and maybe uh, get some advice from you how to how to go through that step by step. You bet. We'll be back. <laughs> All right, thanks, Jim.
0: Genesis House is a premier substance abuse and rehabilitation facility located in beautiful Palm Beach County, Florida. We have been providing the highest quality of addiction treatment since 1992 and are accredited by the Joint Commission. We offer a range of programs that include detox, residential treatment, dual diagnosis, a Christian track for people who want to incorporate their faith into treatment, a uniform services track, and we work with most major insurance carriers. Genesis House is led by a dedicated team of administrative and clinical professionals, and we stand on our commitment to excellence in recovery services. Contact us today to find out more about our program. Take the first step and call Genesis House at 800 737 3 or visit us on the web at www.genesishouse.net that's 800 737 0933 or www.genesishouse.net begin your journey to a long and successful recovery with genesis house
1: Hey welcome back everyone friends and recovery podcast.com podcasting podcaster from Studio 21 Podcast Cafe in Salem, New Hampshire. We have our guest, Ginny Mills, and she's um, down in North Carolina. No, you're in Florida today. Is that correct?
3: I'm in North Carolina, North Carolina, Carolina. today. i in Florida oh. on Sunday.
1: What are you doing up in Boston? I heard you say you're coming to Boston. What are you going to be doing up here? I'll
3: be intervening on Saturday.
1: Oh, very nice. Well, <laughs> it's going to be 100 degrees, so you'll feel at home.
2: <laughs> well, before we uh, before we took a break, we were listening to Ginny talk about um, – about the the steps of well not the steps but uh you know what it's like to that that child to be on the outside world and us have no idea i think that was a good window of giving the parents the understanding of you know because you could say let the kid go don't don't let him back in the house let him do what he does but you're right you know uh an addict is a good salesperson they will take care of themselves they're very self-sufficient because they get their dope money and their drug money or their booze money whenever they can and they'll always find a couch to land on and i know that as a fact for my daughter my daughter ended up in chicago she ended up in Miami. She was all over the place, New York, wherever it was. She ended up on somebody's couch um, when I had to say enough's enough. Um, but I didn't see that. You know, you don't see that through the, uh, through the shades when they're pulled down. But that was a very good window that you gave us as far as, as far as seeing into that other world.
3: I think that parents need to be able to be prepared to understand, though, what's driving that manipulative behavior that you were talking about earlier. That that manipulative behavior is really driven by the person with addiction's inability to tolerate discomfort. Mm-hmm. And I heard a guy down at a conference one time and I've I've expanded on this so I can't take all the credit for it. But he talked about how when a person with addiction is is in a is in a corner and they they feel so much distress they have so little capacity to delay their gratification that the, what they're really looking for is to get that person to back off of that reasonable limit expectation or boundary. Mm -hmm. And so if, if that person with addiction can cause that parent to feel guilty or sorry for them or afraid that if they hold that boundary, something terrible is going to happen to them or happen to the parents if they can doubt their make them doubt their memory or their judgment if they can threaten to embarrass them in their in public or in the workplace or and here's the trickiest one of all if they can make them hopeful that if they just back off this time
1: right
3: everything's going to be okay that's right. and that's the tricky one when they can when they can say everything that the that that parent wants to hear but it's coupled with that plea to back off of this expectation or boundary, then maybe that parent is going to back off and sabotage their boundary. Mm -hmm. And so parents need to recognize that that manipulation is driven by distress, hold their ground, but increase their compassion Mm -hmm. because that manipulation is driven by distress. And when you hold a boundary, For someone with this disease, it makes them feel worse. It makes them feel more uncomfortable. And as parents, we need to be willing to offer comfort at the same time we hold that boundary.
2: Exactly. And And I I always always tell the parents that, listen, you know, you don't take the phone call. Don't don't listen to their crap because you're going to feed right into it. Give it a month. Give it three weeks. If they want to get in treatment, take that phone call. Get them into treatment and then don't worry about it from there. Shut them down. Don't take the calls from treatment. First of all, they're not going to be able to call you from treatment more than likely or text you. Um, their therapist will. And if, they're, if you're, they're leaving you a message or whatever, completely ignore it. Don't, don't worry about it until maybe they set a, set a goal 30 days, 90 days, 60 days, whatever it is. I don't want to hear from you until you're 30 days clean. Then we'll talk about saying hello to each other. Is that is that a good um, is that a good start as far as uh, keeping those boundaries and keeping them keeping you in you know as a parent in check?
3: Certainly, anytime somebody is in treatment, the people who love them need to see that as a vacation.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. I tell yeah. parents all the time: once the child or young adult is in treatment, go home and get a good night's sleep. You probably haven't had one in a while, you know. Yeah. And it, this is, you know, you. The empathy that we carry for our kids and the, the natural nurturing that's within us as parents, I mean, it's, it's hard to shut that off. And especially what you said earlier, which makes so much sense, when there's turmoil, when, you, when there's a possibility of death, or you're reading the paper and your neighbor's kid died, or your nephew, or your niece, or somebody, someone you know, that heightens your concern. and. Right. It's just very difficult to get parents to shut that off. And I know from my own experience, um, yeah. is, you have to get out of the way. Yeah,
2: And a dear friend of mine, John Kelly, who I often bring up on the show, he wrote a a great book, um, a, parent, a Parenting Handbook. I, I forgot the name of it, but he's a, th- a very good therapist down in New Jersey. He gave me my start. And he always said, Eddie, you know what? You could put the addict in treatment and take care of him, but if you don't fix the family, the addict's going to come back and relapse. And it is so important to make sure that the family gets – into a program like yours or into your parenting through addiction, which I love the PTA, the other PTA. That <laughs> is great. Um, <laughs> um I, I like that and and uh you know that that's where the book of rules come in of parenting and in in those kind of meetings. We have one up here in um in the the New England area called learn to cope. I'm sure you heard of them. Probably. Um, they're, they're huge up here and they, they, I'm guessing they do the, you do the same thing they're doing and it's a wonderful, wonderful program. Um, and I'm, you know, I I don't know much about your program, but it sounds like it's, you're doing exactly what needs to be done for these parents.
3: Parenting through addiction is really a combination of inspiration, education, consultation, and support. Parents will not necessarily show up for themselves because they want support. It's not a club they want to be a member of. But if somebody tells them, if you show up, we will help you know how to help your kid, they'll show up for that. What what we all know is that they need support. They need the camaraderie of other parents who get it. Uh, They need to have an opportunity to recognize their own uh, emotional needs, their own need for recovery, but they can't get there yet. Mm-hmm. They've got to be able to concentrate on doing everything they can to help their kid. And, and that's what brings them into parenting through addiction. Gee. And so content is very educational. There's a course that's devoted to parents who aren't sure if their son or daughter has addiction, there's a course that's dedicated for, for parents who they know their son or daughter has addiction, but their kid is not remotely ready to get treatment yet. And then there's a course that's focused on that first year of recovery post-discharge from treatment or ideally while they are in a sober living facility.
1: Wow. wow. Jenny, I got a question for you. Um, in case anyone out there was listening – well what, we hope people are listening. <laughs> <laughs> what about parents what about parents who have problems themselves with substance abuse? I'm sure you see that you know you might have an alcoholic dad or mom or a drug addicted dad or mom. Um mm-hmm. and I get the client that comes in and says, Yeah, well you do this and you have that and you know it's it's kinda like a, a fencing uh you know, exercise. They're they you know, hitting each other on the head talking about each other's maladies and their problems and everything. Um, What do you do with something like that?
3: All all I can tell you is that we do have a a couple of parent guides that are dedicated to what about our drinking, not only looking at the decisions that parents need to make about their drinking around their son or daughter in, in early recovery, but also being willing to take a look at their own pattern of drinking. We also give some some pretty strong encouragement about resources to tap into for parent support and and therapeutic resources as opposed to educational and consultation. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, in, in... for, not all of our members have private consultations. Some are simply in the group context or able to view video content to learn. But for those who have a private consultation, that gives us a better opportunity to learn more about that, that parent's relationship with drugs or alcohol and determine if we need to be making some referrals for them. Certainly. I think that, that we ask an awful lot of of our sons and daughters in early recovery and and if we as parents aren 't willing to look at our own stuff, either as it relates to our parenting, our marriage our own uh, our, our own emotional needs, or our relationship with drugs or alcohol, we are—we're not modeling the behavior that we're asking our sons and daughters to do.
2: Absolutely, great answer, Ginny. If somebody needs to get a hold of you, um, and and give us a quick—I um, mean, we 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 have a, we have there's a lot of good information here in this short period of time. Um, but give us a quick overview of of what what your program is about. Do they make a phone call? Do they come into a meeting? Is there ten meetings? Or is there five meetings? To give us a quick overview of what what that sure. looks like, how how they can come in.
3: So so they would they would join as members through Parenting That's parentingthroughaddictio <laughs> dot <A-D-D-I-C-T-I-O-N>. com. <laughs> Through is spelled out, um, so so they can join as education or community members for forty nine dollars a month, or as consultation and community members for three fifty a month. the The big difference there is: do they get private time, or are they simply participating in our weekly endurance meeting, which mm-hmm. is a psychoeducation and support meeting on Wednesday nights? And that is using the the HIPAA compliant Zoom platform, just like we're using here. Okay. And and they will receive a a daily devotional. They will have access to about 120 hours of video content. They will have the weekly endurance meeting. They will have the opportunity for two private consultation meetings per month and a, a copy of my book, Parenting your adult child through addiction, understanding treatment recommendations, and aftercare for recovery.
2: So now, is there a a minimum that they have to do or that you require them to do or suggest?
3: So I would suggest that all parents complete the course that's most applicable to where they are with their son or daughter, depending on their son or daughter's progression and recovery, and then that they participate in the weekly meeting for sure. Okay. Uh, and and read the daily devotional. Just like any other person in recovery, there's a combination of devotional time, some meeting time, and some personal step work, if you will. Okay. That happens as a result of, of reviewing the video content. So with a video, there may be a, a lesson and then a parent worksheet that's similar to step work. We'll okay. That material to them.
2: So now this is all done over the computer. There's no Um, brick and mortar that we go to. We can be in Pennsylvania. We can be in Michigan. We can be in California, New England, and it's done over the computer. Is that how that's done?
3: Absolutely. And so the the private consultations are just like this and are are live and interactive. And as are the endurance meetings on Wednesday nights, Um, the video content is on demand. And so they can for example, there's a video. There's a video on um, letting your adult child live with you in early recovery. I have parents watch it over and over again to remind them why that's a terrible idea.
2: Um, okay.
3: And so they can they can go back and refresh their memory about that content. But yes, this is this is um, this material is available, and this interactive experience is not dependent upon where you live. It's really just dependent upon having the willingness to utilize technology, but it's really very simple and very easy to do.
2: Excellent, excellent. And all this information, as you're speaking, Ed, the extraordinaire producer has been taking down and they will be all in our our footnotes of of our show. So if there's any questions, um, and is there a phone number that they can call instead of getting, I know me, I I sometimes need to call somebody here. Is there a phone number for Parenting Through Addiction that we can get hold of of somebody at?
3: Sure, they can call me at area code 336. Nine seven eight seven eight
2: seven four. Oh you cut out, say it again.
3: Three three six nine seven eight seven eight seven four.
2: Perfect, perfect. And if there's any questions for us, or if you want us to get a hold of Ginny, anyhow, um, help at Friends in Recovery Podcast and also go to our website, um, Friends, in rep- friends in recovery And Ginny, it was a pleasure having you on the show. A wealth of information. The family piece is always near and dear to my heart. I love having guests like you on. Um, you know, keep up the great work and let's stay in touch.
3: All right. Sounds like a plan. Please feel free to share my information. We will. Thanks,
2: Ginny. Thanks, okay. Jenny. Stay sober, everybody.